Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. What an absolutely magnificent time had by all last week for Buffalo Smoke. On the Water 2 live broadcast pleasure maneuvers from the Buffalo Launch Club. Grand Island, New York. The weather was absolutely spectacular. The lieutenants were vociferous, came ready to have a magnificent time and enjoy alpha male pleasure maneuvers the cigars that were enjoyed over the top great libations great delicacies a magnificent superb perfect way to spend a saturday afternoon and that is enjoying the alpha male good life with people who are not uptight people who work hard who want to play hard people who have a sense of fun and will not be deterred by the enemies of pleasure. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. Your general. Great to be back here in Humidor 1A. It is always a bit of a... uh, I I say this after every live broadcast invasion. It is somewhat of a letdown to come back, even though the surroundings here at Humidor 1A are comfortable and cushy and and, uh, five-star all the way. But when you are surrounded by fellow alphas, fellow connoisseurs, people who are having a great time, just a lot of energy, great weather, great aroma of cigars, it is somewhat of a letdown to come back. But we had a magnificent time. Special thanks to everyone who attended. Special thanks to our great affiliate in Buffalo, uh, WBEN, 930 AM, 107.7 FM. The uh, uh, market uh, uh, manager and president, Greg Reed, and his crew did a great job. want to thank Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Mick the Brit, XO Tim, and especially voice talent Ed. Outstanding work last week. We had a magnificent time, starting from when everybody got in on Thursday, Friday, until everybody left. And one thing I do want to note, I had the privilege on Sunday evening of attending Lieutenant Gary's uh, Pleasure Palace. He actually has the Gary O'Brien Pub, the GOP, in a secure, very clandestine, very confidential uh, uh, man cave area within his home. And I am sworn to secrecy as to the location, but uh, absolutely incredible evening. We shared not only great cigars, but he has a huge, huge bar with everything, including Balvini 30, that we all enjoyed. 
And actually, we uh, we tweeted something along those lines with a nice picture and just a uh, magnificent evening. And I always say this uh, ad nauseum, that those of us that are alpha males, those of us that enjoy life's great pleasures that work hard, we don't apologize or feel guilty in any way, shape, or form for wanting to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Now, the enemies of pleasure, on the other hand, they, of course, are always uptight, but not us. We enjoy the fruits of working hard, and I always say that when you're an alpha male, no matter what your endeavor, you are successful, you are intelligent, you are educated, you're at the top of your profession no matter what it is. And that does not necessarily relate in any way, shape, or form to financial gain. It relates to doing a job and doing it properly. So a a magnificent time back in my hometown area of uh, Buffalo in western New York. And by the way, we took Mick the Brit out numerous times to make sure he had all Buffalo food groups properly represented. So we had him at the Frank and Teresa's Anchor Bar. We met Ivano Toscani, the owner. We had Buffalo Chicken Wings, where it all began in 1964. He had Beef on Weck, and he had... Salen's Hot Dogs, charbroiled on the grill from Ted's. So all three essential food groups, beef on weck, chicken wings, and hot dogs were properly represented. And uh, before I left, President Obama made a trip to Buffalo. I'll have a little bit more about that in hour number two. But uh, thanks to all, we had a magnificent time. And by the way, Sultan even got a gift, uh, my German shepherd, from Lieutenant Gina. He got a, uh, he's going to get later today, when I uh, when I retrieve him, he is going to get his own cigar, a Ruffio e Giulietta toy cigar, and I'm sure he will go crazy on that. I'm cigar friendly. My German Shepherd is cigar friendly. That's how it works. On Monday, August 19th, this past Monday, article Time Magazine by Christina Huff Summers. Headline, school has become too hostile to boys. I have said this over and over again that men and boys are now targeted, that this war on women is all nonsense. The war is really on boys and on men, and it has been for 40 years. When the feminist movement 40 years ago began pointing their finger at men, saying, you are the cause and root of all evil. You are the reason that women are kept down. You are the reason women don't have more successful financial careers. You are the reason there is a glass ceiling that women cannot shatter. All a load of bunk, a load of poppycock. Today we see women who are CEOs. We even had a Speaker of the House who was a woman. She wasn't a hell of a good one, but nonetheless, Speaker of the House. We've had Secretaries of State that are women. We've had women serving in the cabinet. We have women that are uh, Supreme Court justices. There is nothing a woman cannot do today if she desires. Now, of course, even if women had every single job in the world, every cabinet job, the presidency, every job, women would still, not all women, the feminists would still bitch and moan and complain. Men are keeping women down. And for a long time, men believed it. They put their head between their collective tails and felt guilty for being men, felt guilty for being strong alphas. And as more and more men, or correction, boys were raised in single-family homes with women only, they became more in touch with their feminine side. And that, that has caused boys to grow up to be wussified betas. 
This has been a problem for 40 years. It's not new. But what we are seeing that is new now in the schools over the last number of years is that boys now being singled out for being boys. College graduates today, the majority are women. They're girls, females. Post-secondary education, more women are getting postgraduate degrees than men. So anybody that believes for one second or millisecond that women are being kept down, it's a fabrication. But it will be continued to be perpetuated by the feminist movement. And this article that I will share with you, it is so important that I want to share it with you in its entirety. Now, I'll take a little, a couple of lines out. But this author, female author, Christina Huff Summers in Time Magazine hit the nail right on the head. School has become too hostile to boys. When I come back, I will share that with you because she makes outstanding points. And I have talked about some of the issues that she brings up in her article on this show over the last number of months. Boys being singled out for pretending to uh, play cops and robbers, for pretending to taking their finger and pointing it supposedly at a bad guy. All of a sudden, they're expelled. They're evil. To the point where even certain games that we played, now they tug-of-war. Can't even play tug-of-war. It's now called tug-of-peace. Dodgeball or any other sort of uh, games that require some sort of physical violence, all of a sudden evil. So I'll share that with you. I've got a lot of other things today. Earlier this week, when I was in Buffalo, Obama visited, and I made Twitter comments. Uh, and First of all, the Buffalo media, I have never seen a group of media, the ABC affiliate WKBW, the NBC affiliate WGRZ, and the CBS affiliate WIVB, I have never seen collectively a group of media get down on their knees and start, I'm going to try to keep this clean, let's just say getting on their knees and filleting the president. I'll keep it clean. I'll keep it scientific. That's exactly what they were doing. They should be ashamed of themselves. Pathetic. And I'll tell you about that a little bit later. And also I made some Twitter comments, and I received not from just from a couple of people that said that I should just stick to cigars. And I've got a long rebuttal and reply to them because it really irked me. Somebody saying to me, get off your soapbox and stick to what you know, cigars. This general knows a hell of a lot more than just cigars, as do all of you alpha males. We're not going to be painted into a corner or into a box. So I'll tell you about that. we got a lot going on, and I want to give you my comments about two brutal murders this week. The, uh, Oklahoma, the, the baseball player from Australia, Christopher Lane, uh, savagely executed in cold blood by three thugs in Oklahoma. And uh, World War II veteran Delbert Shorty Belton killed by uh, uh, two thugs, a 16- and an 18-year-old. And I'm going to expouse on that because I'm, I am perturbed. I didn't see the president during his trip to Buffalo in any way, shape, or form coming out against this violence. You want to be a leader, Mr. President, then you come out against any violence, any kids that are that are essentially assassinating hardworking and 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 innocent individuals. You couldn't wait to raise your hand and 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 get on your soapbox and have a press conference talking about Trayvon and Trayvon could be me and could be my son. Well, guess what? The uh, four out of the five murderers that killed these two people this week, they could also be your son too. And Jesse Jackson, 
saying – I'm just so irate about it. I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm going to wait, save that to hour number two because I want to have ample time and I want to take your comments at 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. We're going to discuss things in an intellectual capacity. That's what we do as alphas. And this isn't – there are going to be people I will guarantee you say, oh, this is being racist. Wrong. Wrong. If two white kids assassinated – in fact, I talked last week on the show – about America's oldest veteran, Richard Arvine Overton, 107 years old, served in World War II, and uh, enjoys 12 cigars a day and enjoys a uh, little bit of whiskey in his morning coffee. And I think he's a great American. And if two white kids, two white thugs, murdered him, I'd be jumping up and down just as, as perturbed. And I would expect the president, no matter what the color, of someone's skin should be as outraged as I am, and I guarantee you are. And on this 50th anniversary weekend of Martin Luther King with his I Have a Dream speech, saying that we should judge people not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, so too should today in 2013, just the way that Martin Luther King would have desired, we should judge people not by their skin color, but if they are criminals and they're murderers, we should call them out. Not only call them out if it's white on black violence. We should call anyone out, no matter what their race, what their religion, what their skin color. When they're murderers, when they're criminal thugs, they should be called to task. Where the hell is the president to lead on this issue He's on a bus tour in upstate New York. That's where the hell he is. Lieutenants, we will continue. I'll tell you about school has become too hostile to boys. Much more coming your way. Don't forget, follow me at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. You know, I lost, I think, one or two followers. One follower uh, said yesterday, after some comments I made, that he's unfollowing me. And I had a wise-ass reply to him. And I said, I think like uh, 7,936 more followers, I'll be catching up to him because he had nine followers. So we need all the followers we can get, Lieutenant. I lost two yesterday because they didn't like the fact that I talked not just about cigars, but I talked about things that are relevant to us as American citizens, as intelligent individuals, and as alpha males. So follow me at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook, Cigar Dave. And don't forget to download the new mobile app for both Android and the iOS devices, iPad and iPhone. Never miss any of the Cigar Dave Show whether it is at CigarDave.com, on your mobile device, wherever the case may be, you can get us 24-7, 365. We make it easy for you to listen. We don't care where you listen, how you listen, when you listen. We just want you to listen. Your passport to pleasure. The Cigar Dave Show. The General pontificates 24-7 on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. I cannot tell you how many times lieutenants come up to me and say, General, I wish I could enjoy the same great cigars you get to sample before everyone else. Well, good news. For the last nine years, you've been able to do that. If you've joined my Cigar Dave's Officers Club, every month you will receive three cigars direct to your door shipped in a fantastic Officers Club custom Ziploc cigar pouch. Membership is $22.95 per month. There's no long-term contracts. You're not satisfied? You can cancel whenever you want. It makes a great gift for birthdays, holidays. In fact, I suggest you take an Officers Club membership and spoil yourself. Sample the gamut from mild to full, natural to Maduro, robusto to perfecto. The Cigar Dave's Officers Club has great cigars delivered to you every single month. Join today at CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club and enjoy great cigars. If you're a lover of modern, full-bodied cigars, you're in for an awesome treat. Introducing Monte from Monte Cristo, a dynamic new cigar expertly crafted with not one, but two binders. Bold, masculine, and totally unique. Monte's amazing flavor will knock your socks off. A rare Nicaraguan binder, selected for its spectacular taste and sweet aroma, provides the perfect complement to a spicy Dominican Olor binder. This innovative use of two binders adds strength as well as complexity, culminating in an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A rich, dark Ecuadorian wrapper and aged Dominican fillers add even more punch, ensuring a knockout smoking experience. Savor a modern legend today. Monty, double binder, amazing flavor, great price. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Guarding the gates of pleasure, it's the General Cigar Day. All right, Monday, Time Magazine, Christina Hoff Summers. The title of the article, School Has Become Too Hostile to Boys, I will share this with you virtually in its entirety. It's that important. As school begins in the coming weeks, parents of boys should ask themselves a question. Is my son really welcome? A flurry of incidents last spring suggests that the answer is no. In May, Christopher Marshall, age 7, was suspended from his Virginia school for picking up a pencil and using it to shoot a bad guy, his friend who was also suspended. A few months earlier, Josh Welsh, also age seven, 
was sent home from his Maryland school for nibbling off the corners of a strawberry Pop-Tart to shape it into a gun. At about the same time, Colorado's Alex Evans, age 7, was suspended for throwing an imaginary hand grenade at bad guys in order to save the world. In all these cases, school officials found the children to be in violation of the school's zero-tolerance policies for firearms, which is clearly a ludicrous application of the rule. But common sense isn't the only thing at stake here. In the name of zero tolerance, our schools are becoming hostile environments for young boys. Girls occasionally run afoul of these draconian policies, but it is mostly boys who are ensnared. Boys are nearly five times more likely to be expelled from preschool than girls. In grades K through 12, boys account for nearly 70% of suspensions, often for minor acts of insubordination and defiance. In the cases of Christopher, Josh, and Alex, there was no insubordination or defiance whatsoever. They were guilty of nothing more than being typical seven-year-old boys. But in today's school environment, that can be a punishable offense. Zero tolerance was originally conceived as a way of ridding schools of violent predators, especially in the wake of horrific shootings in places like Littleton, Colorado. But juvenile violence, including violence at schools, is at a historic low. On the other hand, millions of boys are struggling academically. A large and growing male cohort is following behind in grades and disengaged from school. College has never been more important to a young person's life prospects. And today's boys are far less likely than girls to pursue education beyond high school. As our schools become more risk-averse, the gender gap favoring girls is threatening to become a chasm. Across the country... Schools are policing and punishing the distinctive, assertive sociability of boys. Many much-loved games have vanished from school playgrounds. At some schools, tug-of-war has been replaced with tug-of-peace. Since the 90s, elimination games like dodgeball, red rover, and tag have been under a cloud, too damaging to self-esteem and too violent, say certain experts. Young boys, with few exceptions, love action narratives. These usually involve heroes, bad guys, rescues, and shoot-ups. As boys play proceed, as boys play as boys play proceeds, plots become more elaborate and the boys more transfixed. When researchers ask boys why they do it, the standard reply is because it's fun. According to at least one study, such play rarely escalates into real aggression. When two researchers surveyed classroom practices of 98 teachers of four-year-olds, they found that this style of play was the least tolerated. Nearly half of teachers stopped or redirected boys' dramatic play daily or several times a week, whereas less than a third reporting stopping or redirecting girls' dramatic play weekly. I will finish up the last three paragraphs of this article entitled School Has Become Too Hostile to Boys in Time Magazine by Christina Hoff Summers around the corner. This is a major, major travesty to boys growing up. Boys are boys. Let them play cops and robbers. Let them be creative. It turns them into exceptional, smart, intelligent alpha males. We'll continue and wrap this article up around the corner. Alpha male conversational maneuvers continue on The Cigar Dave Show.
this is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights, freedoms, and privileges are being taken away by the government, by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life. Cigars. Guess what? Socialism stinks. Cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper, with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what? It's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. All right, let's continue. Uh, we'll wrap up this article uh, in Time Magazine earlier this week. School has become too hostile to boys by Christina Huff Summers. Play is a critical basis for learning, and boys' heroic play is no exception. Researchers found that bad guy play improved children's conversation and imaginative writing. Such play, say the authors, also builds moral imagination, social competence, and imparts critical lessons about personal limits and self-restraint. The researchers worry that the growing intolerance for boys' action narrative play choices may be undermining their early language development and weakening their attachment to school. Imagine the harm done to boys like Christopher, Josh, and Alex who are not merely discouraged from their choice of play, but are punished, publicly shamed, and ostracized. That's exactly what happened to all three of them. They were shamed, ostracized, suspended. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Last paragraph. Schools must enforce, must enforce codes of discipline and maintain clear rules against incivility and malicious behavior. But that hardly requires abolishing tag, imposing games of tug of peace, or banning superhero play. Efforts to re-engineer the young male imagination are doomed to fail, but they will succeed spectacularly in at least one way. They will send a clear and unmistakable message to millions of schoolboys. You are not welcome in school. I believe that Christi, uh, Christina Huff Summers hit this perfectly. Hit, it, hit a home run, grand slam, right out of the park. She's 100% correct. How ridiculous. A little kid nibbles off the corners of his Pop-Tart, shapes it into a gun, and all of a sudden, the zero-tolerance policy, zero tolerance policy of a school kicks in. You have to wonder about the administrators. 
you have to wonder about the principals, the teachers, the educators. Do these people have no common sense whatsoever? It's like when they have a zero-tolerance drug policy and a kid brings an aspirin or an Advil from school and he's taking it and all of a sudden, oh, you're suspended. We have a zero-tolerance drug policy. How about we have, instead of a zero-tolerance policy, how about we have a 100% tolerance policy for using common sense? School administrators and educators are adults that should be able to think for themselves and look at the circumstances Don't judge something in a unilateral way, in a monolithic way. Do so in a manner in which you look at every case individually and make a decision on it. If a kid brings in five pounds of Coke or five pounds of heroin, I would say that should merit a far different response than if a kid brings in an aspirin because he came to school with a headache. That would be the common sense approach. You have to wonder, all these educators and administrators with their clipboards and their little, their little pen and pocket pencil holders, you have to wonder if they even have a brain. I mean, I'm almost beginning to wonder that most educators, many educators, get in and become principals. Not all. And I know many that are very good who have common sense. But many of them, the ones that you read about that suspend these five or six or seven-year-old kids because they take their finger and use it to point as a gun or they want to play cops and robbers or bad guy and superhero... You have to wonder if they got into education because they couldn't get in anything else. They were so freaking dumb. And believe me, it's not every educator, but I've seen plenty of them, plenty of them where you talk to them and say, these people should not be anywhere near a classroom or a a, a school campus. They don't have the social skills. They don't have the intellectual skills. And they don't have the common sense capacity to be in that position. And the one thing that I would say when I grew up with the exception of uh, maybe a principal I had or two in grade school. But in high school, for all, uh, for all practical purposes, the punishment fit the crime. Okay, if you're telling jokes in class or you're disrupting class or you're chewing gum, big deal. You know, you get a little reprimand. But you wouldn't get suspended. I mean, if I brought in a, a – a, uh, and I did many times. I had a headache or a cold or whatever, and I brought in – you know, even though we had a nurse's office at school, I, I would bring in whatever, a, a, a Tylenol or a, an Advil or aspirin and take it. No big deal. Today, you're a drug dealer. You're, you're the equivalent. You're the, you're the next coming of Tony Montana and Scarface. You're like a cockroach that should be stamped out with a zero-tolerance policy. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just shake your head and say, what in the hell has gone on? Not just in this particular case, but in other cases requiring common sense. It really makes no sense to me, and it does nothing for these boys growing up to suspend them, to ridicule them, to shame them, to ostracize them. Does nothing. And I would say that too many times today that kids and boys are are diagnosed with ADD when it's nothing more than having creative young energy. By all those accounts... I, would, I should be put in an institution for ADD because I have it to the max. Why? Because I do have a lot of energy. Because I do am creative. Because I am always thinking of things. And I'm a go. And when I was a kid, it was the same way. They didn't look at that and said, oh, my God, you know, you got ADD. No, I think my teacher said you've got ants in your pants because you always want to be moving. You've got ideas. You're, you know, you're, you're moving around. You're creative. That's a good thing. Don't stop that. Harness it. Embrace it. 
Nurture it. I think that's another movie that uh, that Al Pacino was from, uh, Scent of a Woman. Nurture it. Embrace it. It's going to make you proud. And that's exactly right. Kids today, boys today, let them be boys. Let them take that energy. They're like a puppy when you think about it. I've got a German Shepherd. When he was a puppy, he had incredible energy, boundless energy, exploring, creative. He was uh, interested in everything. He was, he was a little mischievous. That's okay. There is nothing wrong with that. Only today, the feminists have wanted to make that a problem. They've wanted to make that a punishable offense. And as I've always said about the feminists, and this is 100% true, these are women that, number one, are ugly. These are women with massive amounts of facial hair. These are women that could never get a man if there was only one man on earth. I mean, if they were the only woman in a whorehouse, and a man just came from 50 years in the big house, the man would walk in and say, not touching that, forget it. That's the God's honest truth. Look at these feminists. There's nothing feminist, feminine about them. They're masculine. And in fact, they have such an edge. In fact, I would tell you that most of these feminists, there's a term that I will use that I'm not going to repeat here. But I'll just tell you, chicks with fill in the blank. Chicks with, and it rhymes with chicks. That's exactly what they are. They're frustrated men. That's all. That's it. Boys should be boys. And shame on the teachers, shame on the educators, shame on the feminists that want to take the right of boys, take their creativity away, take away their, their, their natural instinct to be imaginative, to be creative, to want to play a superhero and defeat the bad guys. Maybe if we allowed more of that, we'd have less bad guys in real life like these five punks and thugs that we saw that murdered uh, one American, one World War II veteran, and a, uh, a visiting Australian uh, baseball player uh, who was in Oklahoma murdered cold blood. Maybe if the teachers and the educators would allow boys to be boys, maybe we'd have less of this. Just a thought. All right, enough of that, lieutenants. I guarantee you, wherever you are at home, you've probably conducted litation maneuvers. I have not, but I'm going to do so right now. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. All right, I pulled out the special Perla Del Mar Cigar Day Private Reserve that our breakfast five-star VIPs that attended our Buffalo Smoke on the Water received last week. They received four of these. Absolutely magnificent-looking cigar. Now, what I did was... I tweaked this. This is not the same exact Perla Del Mar blend. In fact, uh, privately, I think I need a, something a little more up-tempo. So we'll transition into something a little bit more up-tempo, a little more instrumental as I really get into this Perla Del Mar, this special Perla Del Mar Cigar Dave Private Reserve. There we go. Much better. Now, this uses a Brazilian Arapiraca wrapper. So what I did was I took the Ecuadorian Connecticut off, put on a Brazilian Arapiraca wrapper. I wanted a little bit more body, a little bit more flavor. And there's a four-filler Dominican, correction, Nicaraguan blend, including a Nicaraguan binder. And what I did was I took uh, one of the regions that is known for some exceptional Lajero. 
give it a little bit more spice, a little bit more personality, a little bit more body. I took a half strip of that. I tweaked it a little bit. Bam. We have the special private Cigar Day Private Reserve Selection Perla Del Mar. You can't buy it. Not available. I will tweet out a picture of this momentarily. All of our five-star VIPs last week absolutely loved this cigar. It is priceless. The uh, Bobby and Eric Newman and uh, Rich Dolak Chandelier, they're kind enough to make a limited supply every quarter for me just for my own personal consumption. I like it that much. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. All right, I have my cigar scissors here, very elegant cigar scissors, ready to cut the head of this special Perla Del Mar Cigar Dave Private Reserve Maduro. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Five jet flames of my Cigar Dave signature R&D prototype ready to go. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, perfect cut. Let me adjust, just take a little bit more. That's the one thing I like about a cigar scissors. You really have the ability to displace as much of the cap of the cigar as you desire to expose the filler leaves. I'm toasting the foot of this magnificent-looking beauty. Oh, this Brazilian Arapiraca Maduro wrapper, absolutely Beautiful, oily, shiny, wonderful aroma, wonderful taste. All right, I've now toasted the foot of this cigar. Let me puff and rotate. Mmm, I want to savor every minute. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Little story. Last week, after the breakfast, one of my lieutenants, our five-star VIPs, smoked the cigar, loved it. Had a second one in his mouth. Then he came up to me. He said, listen, I know these aren't for sale. Just tell me how much you want. Can you get me like uh, 50 of these? I said, not for sale. He said, just tell me the amount. You name it. What do you want? You know, 20, 30 bucks a cigar? The answer is no. They are not for sale. They will never be for sale. These are made exclusively for me. I'm fortunate enough to be able to enjoy these. And I share these. I wanted to share them with our five-star VIPs. Somewhere along the line, I'll share them maybe to one of our lucky lieutenants who will be able to sample some of these. But again, these are not for sale. These are made just for me because uh, as a connoisseur, I know the flavor profile that I like and I wanted to tweak it. And this is a magnificent cigar. Wouldn't surprise me if uh, J.C. Newman starts getting requests for many of those VIPs saying, you got to produce this. Don't just hog it and let Cigar Dave have it. So I will share some of these with many of our lieutenants. 877-DAVE-007. Lines are, as always, jammed. You want to email me, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Also, don't forget to go to our new and improved website, CigarDave.com. You uh, have the ability there. In fact, we have the pictures up from last Saturday's show, as well as the after-show special podcast that we did. So the Smoke on the Water 2 pictures are posted. Got some great pictures. You can see the kind of time that we had. And and also, you can listen to the show if you didn't catch it, as well as our special after-show podcast. And I see that... Uh, that uh, content director Steve, content colonel Steve, has just put up a warning saying, warning, not safe for work. Yes, there is explicit language. So I wanted to make that very clear uh, to all. All right, lieutenants, when we come back, we will take your calls at 877-DAVE-007. I'm just getting started here today. Got to tell you about a whole bunch of items that I want to discuss. I want to talk about the tragic murders, the the executions this week. That's something I absolutely uh, want to get to. I also want to tell you about um, uh, 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 pontificate just a little bit 
about uh, some responses to a few tweets that uh, that I sent out earlier this week. And I, I'm going to expouse on that a little bit because I think all of us are in the same boat. We don't want to be pigeonholed in one particular area. So I will uh, pontificate a little bit later on. We have much to get to today, lieutenants. And also, I'm going to, when we come back, enjoy a special libation that is appropriate because the libation I'm enjoying, there was a big announcement about the parent company. So we will talk about that as we continue front and center. We don't just talk cigars. We talk the alpha male good life, and that includes spirits, diversions, dice, dames, politics, sports, current events. We're worldly, and I will make that point once again later on as I pontificate against those who came after me because I had the audacity to share opinions about something besides cigars. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dames, and the alpha male good life. The Cigar Dave Show. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. America's Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar Dave. All right, as I mentioned to you, I need to have a libation here, enjoy my cigar, but I need a little bit of moisture on the back of the palate, so I'm going to pour a little bit of Gentleman's Jack, rare Tennessee whiskey, 
from Jack Daniels fame. An excellent uh, sipping whiskey, if you ask me. One that uh, you could just put in a snifter, enjoy straight up, neat, excellent. And uh, this particular whiskey is very, very nice because it is uh, full-bodied, a lot of flavor, a little bit different than the regular uh, uh, Jack Daniels. Charcoal mellowed before it goes into the barrel, and it receives an additional charcoal mellowing before reaching maturity. So it's the only whiskey in the world to be charcoal mellowed twice. So it's very, very smooth. I will say cheers. Mm. Oh, boy, is that good. Mm. And the reason is that I'm enjoying Gentleman Jack. Not only does it go perfectly with my Perla Del Mar Cigar Day Private Reserve, they're just perfectly compatible. But this week, Jack Daniels announced a $100 million expansion to meet demand. Jack Daniels is absolutely going through the roof. So they are actually uh, going to be expanding their facility in uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee. It is already the biggest-selling whiskey in the world. They're uh, Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey Old Number 7. But they're going to be building more stills, more barrel warehouses. Their sales volume has grown for 21 years. Global sales of all the Jack Daniels products, including their uh, latest release, the Tennessee Honey, which is not for me. I don't like those sweetened libations, up 9% in the past fiscal year. They also announced that they are going to be building a a cooperage in Alabama to expand to allow them to to build more barrels because as you want to increase your production, you need more barrels. So they're, they're working on a new cooperage in Alabama that will be ready next year. Interesting that in 2012, for the first time ever, brown spirits and whiskey sales increased faster than that of vodka, gin, tequila, and other spirits. According to the Distilled Spirits Council of the U.S., last year's 3.6% growth in sales of U.S. whiskey was the biggest increase in 30 years. Incredible. So we are seeing a renaissance of bourbon. In fact, we talked about it uh, We talked about uh, that uh, number of months ago that one of the distilleries wanted to actually dilute their their uh, bourbon, and we made a big deal out of it, and we were instrumental in saying that uh, they shouldn't do it. And, of course, they they backtracked on that because when you buy a product, you expect that product to be as you have enjoyed it for many years. And even though they said, well, when we're diluting it, we're cutting it with additional water, you can't notice the difference, there is a difference. So that was uh, overturned, and bourbon, American whiskey, popular in Russia, Asia, Overseas, in addition to here in the U.S., we have seen a huge renaissance. Just like we've seen a renaissance with bourbon, or with cigars, we've seen a renaissance with uh, bourbon. Let's go to Frank right here in St. Pete, right in our backyard. You are front and center. Good afternoon, General. Back, back at you, Frank. Sir, I have about one question. Yes. If Martin Luther King Jr. were still alive today, what do you think he would say about these dastardly, cowardly attacks in the well, last few months? Well, I'll tell you, I think that, uh, and I was going to discuss this later on, you know, Martin Luther King, one thing about his movement is that uh, he did it without any violence. His whole, when they had the Million, uh, the, 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 the uh, million Man March in Washington, uh, uh, you know, his Have a Dream, I Have a Dream speech, he said, we want, we don't want violence, we do it in a peaceful manner. And they did that. And I would tell you that he would probably 
uh, his character relative to the phonies Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, who are in it for one thing, their wallets, their bank accounts. To compare Martin Luther King, who I think uh, was uh, a, a, a man of uh, integrity, compared with these two clowns, who are nothing more than, in my estimation, pilfering, pilfering thieves, uh, you can't even put them in the same sentence. And as I say now, I say that uh, Sharpton is, uh, is speaking right now, another phony baloney which I'll get to. But I think Martin Luther King would, uh, he said it very simply. We don't want to judge anybody on the uh, on the color of their skin by the content of their character. And the character of four, or correction, all five, four blacks, one whites this week, their character is atrocious. They're thugs. Their character is such that they should be executed on the spot. That's what he would say. After all, he said, skin color should not be the basis. Content of one's character. Taking those words, he was 100% right. So, Frank, that's what I think. Here's what I'll do for you, Frank. I want to send you out the uh, August Officers Club selection, which are two Perla Del Mars and a Brick House. They're coming your way. And, by the way, if you are a member of the Officers Club, they went out earlier this week. You should have a much more Cigar Dave show, camaraderie, and conversational maneuvers in Hour 2 next. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, we are set for another 60 minutes of action-packed alpha male pleasantries, camaraderie, conversational maneuvers. And as you will learn in this hour and as you will hear me expound and uh, pontificate as an alpha male, I am proud that I am not well-versed on only one topic. The topic of cigars. Do I love cigars? Yes. Do I think that I have an outstanding knowledge of cigars? Of course. However, I believe I have a vast knowledge in many areas, many fields. You want to talk politics? I can do that. You want to talk sports? I most certainly would be happy to do that. You want to talk about current events? Yep, I'll do that too. Talk about spirits? No problem. Want to talk about finance? Yeah, I can talk about that, too. I can talk about a cornucopia of topics. Why? Because I'm an educated alpha male. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show, 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. Here is the way to contact me electronically, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. You can also follow me at Twitter at CigarDaveShow, Facebook.com slash CigarDave. Just go to our website, CigarDave.com, the new 
and improved websites. Got all the uh, methods to follow us. And if you care to download our Cigar Dave mobile app, and I don't see why you would not, go to the Google Play Store or the Apple iTunes Store and or the App Store and download the Cigar Dave mobile app. Just search Cigar Dave. It'll download. You get all the podcasts. We've got a continuous loop that plays. When the show is done, you get the show live. Uh, you can tweet us from the – you can go to our, our Twitter feed, our Facebook fa- uh, feed right from the app, as well as call us from the app and send me a direct uh, text message from the app as well. And we are going to be making some modifications down the road as well as we expand and grow. So we welcome you back. Here's what I want to do. We have many of our lieutenants that have been very, very patient. And they want to expound as well. So we'll go to their calls. And then in the next segment, I want to talk about two items. First of all, I want to talk about the travesty that occurred twice this week where a World War II veteran was brutally killed in Spokane, Washington, and a baseball player from Australia, a 22-year-old, here visiting, while on a run, was executed in cold blood, to me gangland style, by three thugs. We'll talk about that, and I also want to talk about some of the opinions I received, some comments on Facebook that I want to expound upon as well. But first, let us say hello to Ralph in Kentucky. You are front and center, number one to go on hour number two. Oh, hour number two? Yes, sir. You're on. Go ahead, Ralph. You're up. Hey, Cigar Dave, Long Ashes. Back at you. All right, I got up, just stopped in and picked up some good cigars at a new humidor I discovered in uh, Simpsonville, Kentucky. And uh, the uh, owner, Jason M. Lewis of Executive Cigar, gave me a free cigar if I'd put him on your show. You would, so wait a minute. Let me get this straight. He gave you a free cigar right. if you would mention his place on my show. Yes, sir. Well, don't you think that since you're on my show that you should share the wealth with me as well? Right. Let me send you some. Well, no, just cut it in half and send me the, the top half of the cigar. How's that? Well, I got a Florida <laughs> Dominicana right now, double Lajero. Double Lajero, La Florida Dominicana, great cigar. Yes, it is. Very good. Excellent. And, uh, I found this guy by pure accident just by stopping at the truck stop. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, he said, you know, so he hooked me up, and I bought a pretty good, pretty good selection off of him also. Excellent. Well, that's good because oh. now you'll be uh, thoroughly uh, versed and uh, be able to enjoy those cigars as you travel the country. And now you found a place that uh, in your travels you know where to go, and that's right. very important. You find right. a place that treats you right, you keep going back. That's it. Hey, uh, I had a man tell me one day he used to work for. He had, he told me one day people men like him and my, him and myself. He said people like you and me we we will intimidate other men because of the way we conduct our conduct our lives. And he was right. Well, and I think, first of all, you have to remember that many people, uh, and this has happened to me all the time. I I get people all the time that that confuse confidence confidence with arrogance. They they, they say, oh, you're very arrogant. No, I'm very confident. And I hear that, believe me, I've been hearing that for a long time. And I I, I contradict them and I correct them. And I say, no, I'm very confident. That doesn't mean I'm arrogant. But the problem is you have so many wussified betas that basically yes. walk around all day with their head between the ta- their tail, that any slight sign of confidence intimidates them. So instead of saying, boy, I admire that person with confidence, their answer is, oh, you're just arrogant, because they right. are short- they're, they're covering for their shortcomings. This is true. And four years in the Coast Guard, going out in rough water that you would take an aircraft carrier in, we loved it. It was a man thing. 
Exactly right. And obviously, you like the alpha male pursuits. And I'm going to reward you, even though you've already purchased some great cigars. Tell you what I'm going to do for you. I will send you out some, and I know you'll like this, the Rocky Patel Freedoms. Nice yes, medium, love medium. Rocky Patel. There you go. And I think uh, Freedom is a great name for that cigar because Rocky created that cigar so that. Uh, to make sure that, that people knew that we had to fight for our freedoms and fight for our freedom to enjoy a cigar and fight Washington and unfortunately take on the, uh, the, uh, the, the Washington bureaucrats and uh, enemies of pleasure. But it's a great cigar, yes. and it is coming your way, uh, way, Ralph, and safe travels. Let's say hello to, uh, let's see, Larry down in Tennessee. You are front and center with the general. Hello, Larry. Hello, General. Greetings. Long answers to you, sir. Back at you. I appreciate your patience. Oh, no problem, sir. I just wanted to go back to something you said back about the schools and so forth. Thank God I'm a graduate of an all-boys military academy. We didn't have that kind of problem. But, you know, like you were saying, play is play. And the escalation to aggression, I attribute that mainly to the immoral entertainment industry. I'm talking about radio, TV, movies, and music. That's where a lot of it comes about. Because look at these... Uh, attacks over the last month. We have three students attack a white kid on a bus because they thought he turned them in for, you know, selling drugs. Then we have this Australian baseball player who was actually killed. And then this World War II vet, uh, survivor of the Battle of Okinawa. And all three of the people attacked are white. So how can you not say it's not black? Because of all the perpetrators, seven of them are black and one's white. Now, where is all these race baiter and hustlers? at now and like you were saying you know president obama you know these kids could have been just like obama himself so you know, well if he said and here's my point is that if he says that trayvon could have been his son then four of the five of these could have been his son as well and 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 my feeling is is this that and i think uh, you go back to martin luther king and he said it right on the i don't care if somebody's white or black if they are a thug and they're a murderer and they did this and i said this very clearly at the start of this show that if there were three white kids that uh, that murdered i talk about this uh, the oldest living veteran uh, 107 year old richard arvine overton who's black and if the three white kids or five white kids or one white kid murdered him i'd be jumping up and down saying it's an outrage and what's amazing is where is the commander-in-chief saying that a world war ii veteran who was injured at okinawa where is he saying this is unacceptable one of our uh, american heroes is is brutally murdered where is he he's the commander-in-chief he ought to stand up and say this is unacceptable he is nowhere to be found because he's nadless that's why and i don't care if the president's white black if george bush did not come out and would have would have said uh, uh not said anything about about this murder in spokane i would criticize him as well and i have criticized bush and i'm criticized earlier this week i was talking to some people talking about this nsa nonsense that's going on and much of it started under george w bush and i said george w bush was wrong so i'm getting sick and tired of people saying you you're crit- criticizing the president you must be racist that's bunk it's baloney it's total bs and it's nonsense and people are fed up with it and as i have said to people quit complaining all right? You want to get out of your circumstance, get educated. It's that simple. And unfortunately, you have many in the black community, 
including the NAACP, that do not want to acknowledge that. They come, want to come up with excuses. And you hit it right on the head talking about the rap. Listen to some of the rap lyrics and read the rap lyrics that these kids are listening to. It is unacceptable. And by the way, when they say the N-word 65 times in a, in a three-minute rap song, and then all of a sudden you've got people going after Paula Dean because she said it 30 years ago, I mean, it's ridiculous. It is, it is an incredible double standard, and it's enough. And as, as I told somebody, either the word is uh, reprehensible or it's not. But take your choice. You remember back uh, 40 years ago when we were filling out forms, you had to what race you were. You basically had five blocks to check. It was the kin, skin color, your pigment of your skin color, black, brown, white, yellow, or red. That was it. You but know, you know what? We shouldn't even have to do that. When you no, go to college, it's ridiculous. And any quota system is ridiculous. Anything. And, and you know, I, I get a violence kick. Violence is violence, no matter who. That's exactly like right. Like you said, like Martin Luther King said, you know, judge a person by the content of his character, not the color of his skin. Because you strip the skin off, we're all the same. Look, uh, I can tell you this. The Charles Manson, to me is a, uh, a, a scum sack of garbage that should, <laughs> should have been executed a long time ago, okay? The guy's white. And, and the problem is when you have people now in the black community that will not call out and say, hold on a second, forget the skin color. Whether he's white or black, this is wrong. There's always a but, and that's wrong. I'm sorry. And, uh, and I really believe that if Martin Luther King were alive today, he would look, and, and I was just talking uh, yesterday with somebody, because it's the 50th anniversary, saying, and, you know, you listen to uh, the NAACP and you listen to uh, MSNBC or BSNBC, as I like to call it, and Jesse Jackson and Sharpton, and you would think that we, have, we are even worse. We are living in a segregated society where, where blacks have no opportunity and, and there's discrimination we're rampant. We're making it more divisive is all Ex- doing. Well, we have the most divisive, racially divisive president in the history of this country ever. Period. Period. Well, I, I believe in the freedom of speech. I believe in the First Amendment and our Bill of Rights. I agree with that. But I also believe if they want to do all this kind of stuff in radio, TV, movies, and music, it should be limited to adults and adults only. Well, I think when you listen to some of these these uh, these rapper uh, lyrics, it, it's oh, just God. it's outrageous. I mean, and and it does. It says murder, n word, n word, murder. What are you doing? They're idolizing these people. And, and and one little thing here. And while we're talking about this, I was going to get to this a little bit later on, but since we're talking about it, I may as well get to it right now. Um, Al Sharpton. Yes, Earlier this week, uh, and I'll tell you what I'll do for you, Larry. Uh, here's what I want to do. I'm going to send you out. Uh, let me see what I've got here. Uh, how about uh, I send you out? Vega, Vega Finas, you already sent me. I appreciate it. Oh, you got Vega? When did I send those to you? Oh God, a month ago. Oh, okay. So I'll tell you what, we've got a month rule. So I'll tell you what, next time you call, we'll take care of you. But I want to share the wealth with everybody. But Larry, I appreciate uh, appreciate you joining us. I need to take a time out, but when we come back. I will address uh, Al Sharpton. Because he uh, talked about the murder of Chris Lane saying the system worked and there was no racial uh, motivation whatsoever. Not exactly. I'll tell you about that as we continue. And I pride myself on the fact that we can have intelligent, rational conversations. And we, we do so about any topic, even if it's slightly uncomfortable for some. Or, as President Obama said, that we need to have conversations on race. That's fine. I'm all for it. And I'll do that. And we do that as alpha males. We do that as educated Americans. And we do so in an open, honest forum where ideas can flow back and forth. And if you disagree with me, I'm more than happy to accept your call and hear it at 877-DAVE-007. I am not as an alpha male. 
I'm not one that says, oh, you can't disagree with me. I can't defend myself. I'm more than happy to engage in spirited debate with anyone on any topic at any time. Your passport to pleasure. The Cigar Dave Show. The General pontificates 24-7 on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. Born in the lush, fertile tobacco fields of Nicaragua, a rare treasure awaits the serious cigar smoker. Prized by a small group of loyal and devout followers, Juan Lopez cigars are quite likely the finest and rarest of the magnificent Nicaraguan Puros currently favored by aficionados. Each year, a scant few of these Nicaraguan beauties are crafted by hand. The complex and powerful Juan Lopez blend is highlighted by a bold, reddish-brown Nicaraguan Habano wrapper surrounding the choicest Nicaraguan binder and filler tobaccos. Each leaf is carefully hand-selected for exquisite flavor and strength. The Juan Lopez smoke is intensely flavorful, rich and robust, yet smooth and well-rounded, esteemed by the most knowledgeable cigar lovers for generations. Discover this rare treasure for yourself. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club.
foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life, the General Cigar Dave. Well, like many Americans, I was infuriated this week when I heard about the two murders, cold-blooded murders. First of all, in Oklahoma, Duncan, Oklahoma, when uh, 22-year-old Christopher Lane of Melbourne, Australia, shot once in the back, uh, and he passed away along a tree-line road uh, on the north side of Duncan, Oklahoma, three teens are charged in the murder. Uh, Chancey Luna, 16, 15-year-old James Evans, both of those black, and Oklahoma's, uh, or from, or correction, Michael Jones, 17, white. Now, Michael Jones was only charged with using a vehicle to facilitate the discharge of a weapon, an accessory after the fact of murder in the first degree. I would have made murder in the first degree apply to him as well. All three, first-degree murder should be executed, period. I don't care if they're white or black. End of discussion. All three of them partook. They should all be charged. Very simple. And uh, Al Sharpton was asked about uh, the, the why he didn't come out on the George Zimmerman-Trayvon Martin case. He was all over it. Oh, race is an issue and justice for Trayvon. I don't hear justice for Chris Lane. Haven't heard uh, Jesse Jackson. Oh, no, Jesse Jackson said that uh, that type of violence should be frowned upon. That's the strongest, harshest comment he can make. Frowned upon? It's insulting is what it is. And Al Sharpton responded on Thursday to calls for him to address the Oklahoma murder of uh, Chris Lane, saying that he's not protesting because the killing was not racial and the system worked. He told his viewers that police said Lane was the victim of a random act. There was no racial motive to the killing. Quote, I protest when I'm called in and when there's an injustice. The three were arrested. There was nothing to protest. The system worked there. And racial, not only did the police say it was not racial, one of the three were white. Well, that didn't stop Al Sharpton from crying race up and down when the police in Deland said there was no racial component to the George Zimmerman shooting of Trayvon Martin. Didn't stop him at all. Didn't stop the rest of the race baiters at all. And let me give Al Sharpton just a little bit of uh, education on maybe his version of of, uh, racial uh, targeting is a little different than mine. But this... uh, one of the gentlemen, James Edwards, I'm not going to call him a gentleman, this this boor Cretan thug, 15-year-old James Edwards, on his Twitter account, uh, which the Blaze got a hold of, and I cannot even repeat probably 95% of the stuff. It, it, this guy uses the N-word more than, I've, uh, than, than probably 10 rap songs put together. But let me give you a couple of things what he says, and let's see if Al Sharpton can uh, then continue with his statement that the killing was not racial. This 15-year-old in one of his Twitter messages uh, on uh, in April said, 90% of white people are nasty. Hate them. Hmm. Okay. So that, to me, would indicate it's got some sort of issue with white people. He also said in a July tweet, Hey, I knocked out five woods since Zimmerman court. Laugh out loud, and I'm cleaning this up from what he said. Shoot. I'm going to keep sleeping. Shoot. And shoot is used with another word. Uh... Unbeknownst to me, Woods apparently is a derogatory term for whites. So he knocked out five whites in Zimmerman court. But yet, this isn't racial? I think it is. 
But amazingly, I don't see people jumping up and down saying justice for Chris Lane. I don't see people jumping up and down saying we have to protest and we want a special investigator. I don't see any of that happening. It probably should happen because there's no question that this was racially motivated. Let's go out to Spokane, Washington, a uh, one of our greatest generation. World War II veteran Delbert Bent- Belton, 88 years old, known as Shorty, survived being uh, wounded at the Battle of Okinawa, but he was beaten by two black kids with flashlights, left for dead, two teens in Spokane on Wednesday evening. Pictures of, uh, of one of them is there. Witnesses say it was two black kids. They're looking for a 16 and a 19-year-old. Two thugs. Now, president didn't come out and say anything. As commander-in-chief didn't come out and say anything. Where's Al Sharpton? Where's Jesse Jackson? Where's MSNBC? Where are all them saying, this is an outrage? For anyone to be killed, this is an outrage. So here we have another example. And I will guarantee you, this was racially motivated as well. President Obama, you're doing a great job on racial relations. You should be very proud. Alpha male conversational maneuvers continue on The Cigar Dave Show. Excellence endures even as taste and fashions change. In the world of luxury cigars, the bold new H. Upman Legacy embodies this legendary brand's true excellence in a stylish contemporary cigar. To smoke an H. Upman Legacy is to experience a modern legacy, a modern legacy that begins with select leaves from the excellent 2008 vintage, leaves cultivated from seeds prized by growers for generations. A dark mountain-grown Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper highlights the robust blend. Flawless craftsmanship and H. Upman Hallmark is evident in Legacy. Created by the loving hands of dedicated artisans, Legacy is a vibrant, complex, fuller-bodied smoke favored by today's connoisseur. Experience a modern Legacy, H. Upman Legacy, true excellence in a cigar crafted for today. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood-soaked chops with the taste of victory. Just to follow up on the murder of 22-year-old Christopher Lane in Oklahoma, when you have three teens, James Edwards, Michael Jones, and Chansey Luna, saying that they killed Mr. Lane because they were bored, you got a huge problem, and perhaps President Obama, if he really was interested in solving problems, instead of getting on a bus tour and uh, and coming up with some idiotic plan once again that'll never go anywhere, how about leading for change? Instead of politicking, how about leading and saying, we need to get 
people together, and we need to start finding solutions, and we need to be honest about the problem. No excuses. No excuses. But instead, nowhere to be found. Instead, you'll still have Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson jump up and down when a uh, black person is uh, killed or murdered by a white person, but yet when it's the other way around, they're nowhere to be found. Murder is murder, period. Should be no differentiation whether someone's white or black. Illegal, wrong, period. But perhaps President Obama should say, this should be an awakening. Let's get people together. Let's do something about this. I'd give the man credit if he did and was honest and said, let's deal with this. Let's get programs that'll work. And how about we start with educating people in the urban communities? And maybe bring in some of these rappers and say, enough with this this end stuff and this murder and all these other uh, lyrics that you put in. Enough of this already. But that will not happen. Absolutely outrageous. And again, to me, if a, uh, a black veteran was murdered by a white, I'd be jumping up and down doing saying the exact same thing. So you want to have a, reg, a rational, reasonable discussion about race? I'd love to participate in it. But the problem is they don't want to have that. The President Obama doesn't want to have that. The, the NAACP doesn't want to have that. The National Urban League doesn't want to have that. Every immigrant group that came to this country at one time or another was discriminated against. They were. I don't care if you're Irish, Italian, Polish, Jewish, Catholic. You were discriminated against in one way, shape, or form or the other. The difference is they didn't harp on it for 50 years and say, oh, woe is me. They did something about it. They said, you know what? We'll show them. As Frank Sinatra said, the best revenge is massive success. So all those groups came to this country and in spite of being discriminated against when they came here. They said, we're not going to let it bother us. We're going to succeed in spite of. Enough with the excuses. It's over. Fed up with it. And I think this week, this could be the, the culmination of maybe just a tipping point. And you'd like to see a president, commander-in-chief, a leader, do something. Stand up and lead. Not just politic. Unbelievable. All right, uh, let's say hello to Todd. In Minnesota, you are front and center with the general. Long asses, general. Back at you. Hey, uh, a lighter topic. I find myself uh, drawn to shaped cigars. I think that they uh, they have more flavor. Is there something to that, or is that just me? Personal preference. Uh, I do say this, though. If you smoke a Perfecto or you smoke a a Pyramid or a Torpedo, you have much of the flavor that gets concentrated to a very small area. Whereas with a Parejo or a straight cigar, what happens is everything is the same diameter from the foot of the cigar all the way to the top. But when you have a torpedo or a pyramid, remember, it, it's very uh, a larger ring gauge at the foot, and then it tapers very dramatically, say, towards the top, maybe three-quarters of an inch to an inch. So in that particular instance, what you may enjoy are maybe more of the robust flavors, maybe more of the intensity of the cigar flavor on your palate that you get yeah, from having true. a, a Figurado-type cigar. That makes sense to me, yeah. That, I do enjoy the... Uh, the stronger flavor the the fuller bodied cigars certainly can't go wrong with it here's what i'll do for you i'm going to send you out the new monte by monte cristo smoke these at the cigar retailers convention absolutely delightful cigars medium plus very nice job by altatus they're coming your way todd you're very generous general my pleasure stand by we'll get those out to you let's say hello to uh, peter up in our nation's capital you are front and center 
Long ashes to you, General. How you doing? Fantastic. Back at you. Well, let's talk libations here for a minute. I Go have ahead. something I want to share with you. Yeah, can you, uh, Peter, are you on a speakerphone? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, there we go. Now we got you. Much better. Okay. The greatest libation, I think, when it comes to bourbon is Jim Beam and Dr. Pepper. And it goes by a great name, Dr. Beam. I like that. And, Jim Beam and, and Dr. Pepper. Dr. Beam, man. So it also pairs really well with any kind of cigar that's kind of peppery or spicy, too. Keep that in mind. Uh, you could also call it Jim Pepper. I like it. You could do that, too. Or uh, I was just thinking, uh, let's see, if you took a Jim Beam and a Mr. Pib, you could call it a uh, either a Jim Pib or you could call it a Beam Pib. I like it, too. There you go. Well, I enjoyed listening to you, and um, carry on. Yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to send you out a, obviously you like Jim Beam and Dr. Pepper. So i got to send you a cigar that's going to stand up to that. The new Juan Lopez will do that. Very nice uh, offering also by Altadas, who came out with a new Monte by Monte Cristo. You will love that cigar. It's a reasonably priced cigar. It's in the $5, $6 category. Nice, bold flavors go beautifully with your, your, uh, your Jim Pepper or your uh, Dr. Beam, one of the two. Thank you, General. All right, stand by, Peter. We'll get that out to you. Let's say hello to uh, Gil. You are front and center in the Cigar City area. Yes, long answer to you, General. Back at you. I would like to make a reference to you about uh, children and uh, uh, taking their energy and directing it to a positive. When my son was in uh, elementary school, he was had very hyper. And uh, teacher said he's the most disruptive student I have. And so I took him to Chung Nam Young, the Olympic coach for the United States back at that time, and he put him in his judo class three nights a week. A month later, I get a call to the school to come in for a conference. I do. And I said, he's the most well-behaved student we have. Because of the judo. Absolutely. I channeled his energy. That's right. And look, the fact is, is that it is normal for boys to have energy, just like puppies are energetic and curious and inquisitive. Same thing with boys. And and uh, what unfortunately what happens now, I think that many of the educators want to turn them into little girls and girls and boys are programmed differently. OK, I did not want to play with my sister's easy bake oven. I did not want to play with my sister's dolls. All right, but I did want to go out and uh, play hockey, and I did want to build model rockets and shoot off the rockets, and I want to do other things. We have to realize that boys and girls are different. There's nothing wrong with boys, young boys, having tremendous energy. That is a good thing. Harness that creativity just like you did with your son in judo. Yes, sir. And also I wanted to make a reference to uh, the word woods that uh, they've been using. Yes. It comes, it comes from the word pecker wood. Because I grew up in the 50s and 60s, and the blacks used to call the white kids pecker woods. And uh, so that's where the woods come from. They just dropped the pecker. Okay. Like I was not uh, not aware of that, but uh, apparently that is racial. And, and so, again, Al Sharpton said there's nothing racial about it, even though just look at his – listen, I don't know how, how, how blatant it can be when this, uh, this kid, uh, James Edwards, says 90% of white people are nasty with a hashtag hate them. What does that tell you? Enough. I mean, what, what else does he need? The kid put it in writing, 90% of white people are nasty. Well, he, uh, he certainly uh, decided he would take care of one white person and uh, outrageous because they were bored. Just ridiculous. But, uh, Gil, I appreciate it. I tell you what, I'll send you out some of the uh, – you like a mild cigar? 
Yes, sir. Rocky Patel Vintage 99 Connecticut's coming your way. Beautiful, mild, creamy, flavorful cigar. It is a great starter cigar for people looking for something uh, that's mild with flavor that's not going to overpower them. It's a great way to go. Let's say hello to Carlos down in Miami. You are front and center. Long answers, General. How you Back doing? at you. Fantastic. General, I got about a couple of boxes of cigars a couple of months ago, and I have not removed them from the shrink wrap. I usually do, but just so happens that my humidor, fortunately, is well-stocked. And I was curious how long those cigars would maintain the proper um, humidity levels, as, again, as long as the shrink wrap has not been removed from the, from the actual box. Well, the cigars. Here's the thing: the cigars. It's not that they will maintain the humidity because you have to main. You have to keep the box in a humidified environment. So, if you are in a low humidity environment after a period of time, whether it's two weeks, three weeks, a month, the cigars will dry out because there won't be enough uh, moisture that'll penetrate that uh, that box. So, the the box of cigars with the shrink wrap around it doesn't maintain the humidity. Now, if you keep them at room temperature at 70 degrees or so, no more than 72, 73, uh, in a normal room, you should be good for, you know, a month or so. But I would suggest anytime you can get those cigars into a humidified environment, I would do so, even if it means buying a a humidity pouch. And they make a, a large humidity pouch that you can stick an entire box of cigars in. I think they're like seven ninety five or eight ninety five. And as long as you keep the temperature right, that'll take care of the humidity. So I would suggest you do that. Most of the retailers uh, in Miami will have a humidity pouch that you can buy, and that'll do the trick. Interesting. Very good. All right, Carlos. Uh, now let me ask you: What are what, what brand of the uh, cigars you bought? I got um, the Flor de Lantillas. Florantias. Okay, very nice. From my father's yeah. cigar. Uh, yeah. Those are going to be on the medium, medium plus side. So here's what I'll do. I'll send you out some uh, Brickhouse Mighty Mighty Maduros. That will be a very nice flavor comp- uh, complexion, medium to full, nice companion to the cigars that uh, that you purchased. Great. I'd appreciate that. You got it. Carlos, stand by. Coming out to you. Jace, uh, let's see. We already did. Uh, did we do Jason already? No, this is uh, Jason in... Simpsonville, owner of Executive Cigars. So wait a minute. You got a free plug already, so now you want to come on again? Jason, are you there? Jason, you there? I am. There I you. am. Long as you. Back now. at you. So wait a minute. You had one of your customers got your free plug, and now you want to come on for more. <laughs> well, I was just made aware. He actually called me right after he was on, on the air with you. And I just wanted to call in and, and tell him thank you over the over the air and, and say thank you to you. We're a, we're a new cigar lounge, a full-service cigar lounge in Simpsonville, Kentucky. And I uh, just wanted to, to put that out there and, and say thanks to both of you. No problem. The bill will be in the mail for the, uh, for the plug and the advertising, Jason. Fear not. All right. Well, the check's <laughs> in the mail as well. <laughs> All right. Congratulations to you on opening up uh, your new store, and uh, we wish you well. Let's go to uh, Jake in the land of Lincoln, Illinois, in the land of many imprisoned governors. You are front and center. Long ashes, General. Back at you, Jake. Hey, saw a commercial the other day when I was at home. It was for the Jim Bean Devil's Cut. Yep. And in the commercial, they talked about the evaporation being the angel's share. That's right. And then the devil's cut, they said, comes from the actual wood of the charred barrels. And I'm curious, how do they expel the bourbon from the wood? What's the process? All right. Uh, I I think you are... There, let, let, me, let me go back, and I think you're missing it. It's not from the wood. What happens is, as bourbon ages, uh, because of evaporation, a portion of the liquid is lost from the barrel, 
and they call that uh, the angel share. All right? Uh, after aging, when the bourbon is dumped out of the barrel, there is a certain amount of whiskey that is still trapped within the wood of the barrel, as you, as you mentioned. That's called the devil's cut. So right. what happens is, after they dump it out, and there's still a, amount, there's still a little bit left... Uh, eventually that will seep on, and then they basically take that and and uh, they use a proprietary method of extracting it is what they do. And um, uh, now I would say this. The, the Devil's Cut is a fuller, richer uh, whiskey than the regular Jim Beam. Personally, uh, I think it's a very nice uh, – I, I like that, but uh, I'm a fan of the uh, – the uh, the double uh, the double age, which to me is just very very smooth. You cannot go wrong with. But this Devil's Cut is very nice. It's a very bold bourbon. Uh, you get a lot of the woodsy notes. There's no question about it. It's 90 proof, so it's a very robust dark uh, a premium bourbon. It's very good. You can't go wrong. Well, General, thank you for that clarification. And it sounds to me if it's a bold bourbon, it should come complemented with a bold cigar. What do you recommend? Well, I'll give you a couple of recommendations. First of all, I just talked about the Brickhouse Mighty Mighty Maduro. I think that would go magnificently. The La Flor Dominicana Double Lajero I think would be great. I think the, uh, tell you what, the Rocky Patel Freedom or the Rocky Patel Private Cellar would be very, very nice. That would be a nice compliment. The Perdomo Grand Cru Maduro. I think would be a beautiful compliment. Any of those cigars, you can't go wrong. And I'll tell you another one that's not an overly bold cigar, but a lot of flavor. The Padron 1926 uh, Series Maduro, I think would go perfectly with the Jim Beam Devil's Cut. You can't go wrong with it. And I am thoroughly enjoying my Gentleman Jack uh, Rare Tennessee Whiskey from Jack Daniels. It's very smooth, very nice, and it's going very nicely with my rich Perla Del Mar Cigar Day Private Reserve Cigar. So uh, I would say any of those you cannot go wrong with. And here's what I'll do for you. I'll send you out, uh, what do I, oh, another cigar that would be great, the Diamond Crown Maximus. That would go perfectly with that. That's coming your way. Excellent. Thank you. You bet. Lieutenants, the final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show is next. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dames, and the alpha male good life. The Cigar Cigar Dave Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Hi, I'm Rocky Patel. After 15 years of hard work, 
I'd like to introduce you to the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary cigar made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. This cigar showcases a beautiful, oily Habano wrapper from Ecuador. Fillers from Esteli, Jalapa, and Condega make up a rich, complex, spicy taste with a lot of full flavor. The Decade, another one of our masterpieces. Made in Honduras, beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with secret fillers. It received a 95 rating, one of the highest rated cigars ever in Cigar Aficionado. This medium to full bodied cigar is rich, complex, yet elegant and well balanced. 15 years ago, they thought we'd never make it in the business. 10 years ago, they thought we'd never last. Five years ago, they started paying attention. Now, we're right where we belong, in your hand. So enjoy the 15th anniversary and the decade these cigars will deliver. Very important day tomorrow here on a lighter note. Uh, the Sunday nearest August 26th is known as Women's Equality Day, but it is also known as Go Topless Day or National Go Topless Day or International Go Topless Day, an annual event held to support the right of women to go topless in public on gender equality grounds. It was established in 2007 by the American organization Go Topless to promote gender equality, the event encourages uh, women to go topless in public and men to cover their chests by wearing brassieres or bikinis. Well, here's the deal. I am not going to cover my chest wearing a bra or a bikini. However, I do encourage all hot women tomorrow to celebrate Go Topless Day because, again, I'm all for gender equality. So, therefore, ladies, if you have a nice rack, tomorrow feel free to bear and show all. And, uh, again... I just am passing this along as a public service to all those that need to know that tomorrow is Go Topless Day. I can't make this up. All right. Uh, lines are jammed here. Tell you what. Let me uh, – I really want to get to this tweet, uh, the Twitter thing. But um, here's what I'll do. Let me let me see how much well, – we're going to be tight on time on that. So I will pontificate on this later. Tell you what. Uh, privately, we'll do this after as a podcast. Special podcast today, lieutenants. So if you are listening – don't forget, follow me uh, at Twitter. We'll notify the podcast. On the mobile app, you'll see it. If you have uh, uh, an Apple device, go to the Apple Podcast uh, app and make sure that you subscribe to my podcast or any podcast RSS feed reader. You'll be able to get it. We'll record this right after. Let's say hello to, uh, I think, did we go to uh, Peter in D.C.? Peter, are you front and center? You are front and center. Go ahead. Rick I'm just waiting to get Oh, you're job. waiting. Oh, I'm sorry. We we okay. Uh make sure Miss Kate is out today, not feeling well. So we have got uh Private Brian filling in. So we'll do that. Uh where are we going next? How about we go to uh James in uh Michigan? You are front and center. Well, long lashes to you from the great state of Michigan. Back at you. I got a question. I'm new to the cigar smoking, and what is the origin of the bands on the cigars? Say that again in terms of the band. Should you keep them on? 
Yeah, the origin of that. Oh, origin. How did that origin? Yeah. Actually, it's interesting. That goes way back. The band was initially going way back to uh, the English uh, uh, days when people would use, when they would uh, uh, smoke the cigars, sometimes they get the oils on their cigars, on their hands. So they created a band to protect their, uh, as they were smoking the cigar, from the oils getting on their hands, and then subsequently became very ornate. And now, of course, it's synonymous with uh, being able to identify what the actual cigar is. And many people say, is there is the right etiquette to leave them on, take them off? What do you suggest? And my response is, whatever is your personal preference. Personally, I like to keep the band on. It reminds me of the cigar that I'm smoking, and I just think it's a little bit more elegant, and I, I just like the overall experience of seeing the band on the cigar. But it is all personal preference. So that's the history of it. And James, here's what I'll do for you. I got the July Officers Club selection of the Fonseca Classic, the Fonseca Cubano Exclusivo, new cigar from Fonseca, and the Cubano Viso Fuerte all coming your way. We've got mild, medium, and full in that Officers Club July sampler coming your way. Well, thank you, General. My pleasure. All right, let's go to uh, Jake in uh, Illinois. Oh, let's see, what? hold on a second. Brian, hold on a second. Jake is holding for you? Yes or no? Okay, very good. All right, next up, let's go to Bill in the People's Republic of California. General, this is great. I just I just discovered you guys just here about two or three weeks ago because you're you you you're on one of the local stations, but it's like delayed. And then when I finally went to the internet, I'm getting you on a KWKTK WTKI fourteen fifty. But uh, I wanted to commend you for speaking out about these things you're doing. It's really a service. We need more of that. Plus, <coughs> locally we hear we have a Palm Springs Musician Cigar Club. And uh, we have a great time. Some of the guys retired. I'm still playing, and uh, and I, I'd like to. I'm, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have probably, you know, when you you're talking about good things to drink and eat. Well, what's really good is it, it's like a little piece of chocolate. Put it up between your cheek and gum when you're puffing the cigar. Woo. All right, Bill. Bill, I appreciate the comments. I got to run, but I'm glad you found us. Don't forget, you can also uh, download the Cigar Dave mobile app. Catch us at CigarDave.com. I got some Padron 6000s, Bill, coming your way. Lieutenants, we'll have a special podcast immediately after. You want to join us? We'll take some calls at 877-DAVE-007. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. As alpha males, we can discuss whatever we want, whenever we want.